This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by chronic diarrhea. Chronic diarrhea, the answer that will always get people off your back about where you've been. Late for work? Chronic diarrhea. Late for class? Chronic diarrhea. Miss an important meeting? Chronic diarrhea. Miss your kid's bot's mitzvah? Chronic diarrhea. You say the words chronic diarrhea, no one is going to ever ask you about where you've been ever again. Chronic diarrhea, the number one choice in excuses that people really can't get upset at you about. Visit chronic diarrhea at your local Mexican restaurant that doesn't have any kind of health codes. So here's what I don't get from north to south, east to west, the only formerly intercontinental ballistic podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I'm your host, Tad Burton, and with me today, as always, my friend, Tim the Handlebreaker. How's it going? It's going great. Uh, big episode 229. Last week, we had Carl on the show. Yeah. It was a, uh, I think a lot of people enjoyed that episode. I got some good feedback. I liked him, liked him on the show. Yeah, here. it was. It was- it was good. Very clearly did uh, all of his research because he's a very <laughs> well prepared person. So I did appreciate that, and I'm glad. I'm glad we get him on the show. Yeah, me too. Um, I liked his issue about actor podcasts. I have not had a person describe to actors that isn't in the field. Yeah, with such clarity ever before in my life. Uh, so that's cool. Anyway, check out check out who are these podcasts. Uh, I left them a voicemail this past week. Because Carl doesn't know music history. He doesn't, he was like, how do we know how medieval music sounds? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like we have sheet music. Yeah. <laughs> Dumbass. Um, I meant to bring in this, this comment a couple weeks ago and I finally just remembered, but on episode 226, Dolz, Dolzer on Patreon commented, uh, talking about the fandom menace. Appreciate your take tab on the fandom menace. I used to follow those guys you mentioned too, then gave up on the content when I got sick of their complaining. It got to the point where I found myself thinking if these guys hate all this stuff so much, why are they still watching it? They go on about how bad it is going to be and how nobody should watch it. And yet they're the first to put out a review confirming it is bad. Yep. What's frustrating it is they no longer seem to talk about anything good. I discovered Nerd Roddick as a fan of The Expanse years ago where he praised the show. Now he doesn't even bother reviewing it. The only guy I watch now is The Critical Drinker, and I think that's mainly because he still puts out videos that appreciate good content. He yep. does... Uh, He's well, he's part of that, and he does have a lot of videos where he shits on stuff, but lately he's been doing videos where he's like, The Critical Drinker recommends that have been pretty good. And uh, speaking of all those... And also from episode 226, Matt from Minnesota commented and said, Tab, I'm glad you to hear you made no mention of Surf Ninjas as in the nostalgia movie issues. Yes, yeah, because it's great. It's great. <laughs> and we have no we had no nostalgia for it we, going in. And we yeah. And enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed yeah. it as adults. It yes. was a very enjoyable, fun movie to watch. And you can listen to the commentary of Surf Ninjas if you are a fifty dollar subscriber. Yes. Just like, also, you can listen to the commentary of Good Burger if you're a $50 subscriber. Yeah, so I uh, I meant to bring those in and I forgot. But speaking of the fandom menace and how much they hate Star Trek, I think, let me play the uh, the Star Trek theme. Should I do TNG or TOS? Uh, whichever. Yeah. 
Here's what I don't get. These are the ramblings of Tab and Tim. Their continuing mission to bitch about modern Star Trek. To point out old Trek was often just as bad. To boldly go where many podcasts have gone before. Well, uh, there's a new there's a new Star Trek show coming out, a new animated show called Star Trek Prodigy. Yes, and uh, it's their their attempt at uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes, and it stars Captain Janeway. And I saw this image. I'm gonna. Put it here in the stream. Yeah, I saw I saw, I saw this floating around too. It's uh, uh, like, hey, take a look at Janeway's new look in Star Trek Prodigy. Yeah, very very disgusting. But it's here's the problem with it. Let me show you this image, uh, Tim, and maybe maybe you will you can see immediately what's wrong with it, like I did. Can you tell what's wrong with that there? No, I wouldn't go out on a limb. And say it's uniform related. The uniform is wrong. That's uh not. So when when uh, Voyager started, they used the Deep Space Nine uniforms because that was what was on the air at the time. Yeah, Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine kind of established that uh, the uniform they used with the colored shoulders and not the big field was for space stations and as opposed to the regular Starfleet yeah. installations and ships got the ones from TNG and that's the way it was for a while. And then in in generations, they quasi-adopt this uniform and Voyager comes out and they're in this uniform. The whole series is in this uniform. But there's a big change while Voyager's in the Delta Quadrant, uh-huh. which is we switch to the gray-shouldered padding Deep Space Nine uniforms of First Contact. Okay. Do we see those in the last three TNG movies and yeah, through yeah. like season five on of, of Deep Space Nine or season four on of Deep Space Nine? Again... They did the different uniforms with Deep Space Nine and TNG running concurrently. So it's like you turn it on and you realize, okay, oh, this is Deep yeah. Space Nine, this is Voyager. And they did it again when they now have two series running the same uniform. So she's wearing this uniform, which wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> but the only time Janeway wears this uniform is while she's in the Delta Quadrant because uh, she, she A, wasn't a captain before Voyager. Uh-huh. Voyager is her first captaincy. So either this is set immediately prior to Voyager or more likely these people just don't fucking know. Exactly. Yeah. And it's really, it's really irritates the piss out of me because to troll you, I put on uh, Star Trek lower decks, the first episode free on prime on your account, just to fuck your recommendations. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like my recommendations have been fucked by some of the movies we watched, but we muted it and we made it about 35 seconds into the show. And I, the girl's drinking out of a bottle and it's blue liquid, right? It's a Romulan ale, but it's a Saurian brandy bottle. Yeah. And I realize it's nitpicking, but through fucking 50 years of Star Trek, Saurian brandy has been in one specific bottle, and Romulan ale has been in another fucking kind of bottle. And it's not like that was the, the it's not like the joke was like, oh no, you're drinking Romulan ale out of a Saurian brandy. No, they just glass. don't know these yeah. things. Like, what's that? What? They what's the cool looking Star Trek bottle? There's that one with the nice little curved top. I'll take that. Fuck you. Fuck you. If they, this is the shit that Star Trek fans watch and see, yeah. they see little tiny details like that. Like every time they talk about Sari and Brandy, they pull out the same fucking bottle for 50 years and you can't get even that little fucking detail right. 
And at, at this point, I think they they literally, I think they fuck up these details. I think they put Janeway in this uniform. Yeah. I think they have the person using a sorry and brandy bottle incorrectly. All so they can, people like me will just be, like lose their minds and then talk about them on their shows. <laughs> I think I'm specifically being trolled as a fan of Star Trek yeah. with these kinds of types of decisions. It's absolutely mind-bogglingly fr- frustrating to see this as a fan to see these little details, like because the D- Dan and Denise Okuda, uh, they ran pretty much all the production design side of star Trek at, from TNG onwards. And they were so detail oriented. They made sure that when they did scenes set on one deck, that all the deck markers on the doors were the right deck, cool. even though that shit's out of focus and 10 feet away from the camera. Yeah. Because, those little details are important. I don't know if they if they could predict the fact that we'd be watching this shit in 4K now and seeing screw heads where the panels are connected <laughs> to the walls. But they made an effort to make sure there was a unity between, especially when we went started branching out into all these different series, uh-huh. made sure there was a unity and a, a cohesiveness of jargon and design and all those types of things. That's what good production design is. And there's clearly none. And it's driving me nuts. I can't stand it. Uh, we counted at least like three Geordie visors. Yes. In the backgrounds. Yeah. Uh, the, the animation is dog shit. It's very clearly like they just took, they made one, uh, drawing Background. texture of the uniform. Oh and yeah. And then they just applied it to every character yep. and then changed color on, on certain characters. Yeah. Oh, El- Elise Shire query is calling. Hello? Hello? Elise? Shikawari? Oh, that's a bummer. I was really hoping that would be more interesting <laughs> than it was. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's it's just really, it, I think that, it, I know it's a small thing. I know it's very yeah. nitpicky, but to me, the devil is in the details on those yeah. types of things. And just, just getting something right, like putting the right thing in the right bottle. Sorry, and Brandy's not blue. That is putting Janeway in a more modern uniform. Those are the types of things that make the that make you it feel like a universe and not feel like a TV show. You know, when I watch um Cheers. I don't feel like it's a universe. I don't yeah. watch Cheers and then Frasier and go like, oh, look, it's all connected. It, it's just a TV show. It feels like a TV show. Just like Becker feels like a TV show. So when George Went shows up as a bartender, it's a nice wink and a nod to me, but it's still a TV show. Whereas things like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the DC Cinematic Universe, yeah. Star Trek, Stargate, these types of things build themselves on being a universe that you are taking a little window. You get a window. You can look, peek through this and see just a little slice of life that's going on in that universe yeah. for for 45 minutes a week you get to peer through this glass another and see, place see what another place might yeah. be and it feels like a universe because like Seinfeld does it pretty well in tracking who knows who when when Kramer shows up in the Festivus episode at the family at the family fam- Festivus dinner uh Kruger recognizes him as Dr. Van Nostrand from a previous episode, The oh, Slicer. Yeah, yeah. So someone someone is there in the writer's room, and they're like, well, uh, Kramer and Kruger met in this other episode where he said he was a 
uh, Juilliard trained dermatologist. Yeah. Someone on the show paid attention to that shit so that when you peer through this little glass, you don't have little stupid goof sections where they go, <laughs> uh, Kramer and Kruger met in the Slicer episode and he told him he was a dermatologist and Kruger didn't recognize him at all and I'm curious as to why he didn't think this was weird. Yeah. Which that is an actual piece of trivia in the fucking Seinfeld episode because they go, in the previous episode he said he was a dermatologist but then he doesn't seem to th think it's weird he has to leave to go work for a bagel company. Like, it's a TV show. It's just a TV show. It's not yeah. a universe. That's the difference. The devil's in the details. Get the details right, and I can forgive your terrible writing. Speaking of terrible writing, uh -huh. we watched Grandma's Boy today. <laughs> yeah. And it is not as terribly written as, as uh, you would have thought. I think I turned you around on the competency of that film. You, I Did you think it had no redeeming qualities when we hit play? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think I changed your mind a little bit. It only when you compare it to everything after it, everything after it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I one of the things that I was surprised in that movie because it is like a Judd Apatow esque gross out comedy, stoner comedy. stoner comedy. Yeah, but one of the things they did a really good job of was they set up jokes. Yep, and then a scene would happen. And then the joke would pay off. Yes. And they did it several times and they did it. They didn't do it amazingly. It's, no. They're all very simplistic jokes. Yes. But every single one of them paid off. Yeah. There was no scene where someone said some random dumb stoner thing. And then we just forgot about it. It A couple scenes later, someone would come in walking like Frankenstein. Yeah. Or someone, there'd be a thing on the news about a lion. Yeah. 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 It was, or there'd be a monkey that could drive a car. <laughs> I, I recall there being a lot more monkey in that movie. Maybe you watch the extra special editions extended cut. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and speaking of Greybush, we did get some gifts this week. Um, yes. I got one from Mr. Kill Everything that came with this note that says, have a smoke tab. Cheers, my friend, Mr. Kill Everything. And it was a, a sampler set from cigar.com cool. of uh, cigars. So I didn't share them with you because I know you don't like them. Yeah. But then the other thing I got, we got is we got one that we have to share and we have already shared it in the past. Okay. So for the sake of the video We're going to incept ourselves. Yeah, for the sake <laughs> of the video stream, I'm going to now cut to footage recorded earlier today. Previously recorded. Previously recorded. All right. So here we are in the past from the episode <laughs> about to eat lunch, but we got this gift from Graybush. He sent it. It arrived last week. So we're going to open it up and do a here's what I don't eat. Hopefully it, uh, it it negates the awfulness that was having to watch his uh, movie commentary request. Of Grandma's Boy. Grandma's Boy. Yeah, see, Tim, you get you get sour and then you get sweet. <laughs> uh, from the shape, I think we both assume. Oh, I know what it is. You know, oh, yeah. you know what it is. Okay, I don't know what it is. Yeah, he told uh, me what it was. Gotcha, gotcha. So I don't know what this is, but I can assume... Uh, it's a bottle of something. It is. Wow, it's uh, nicely packed. No damage. Oh, you Crazy. know what I didn't grab is a bottle opener. <laughs> oh, it's it's got a pop top. Oh, okay. So this is uh, Uncle Gray Bush's own Arizona Chili Mead. Orange Blossom Honey and Hatch Chilies. 12% alcohol by volume. Bottled June of 2019. And then there's a note. Tab and Tim, this is a two-year-old batch, so it's perfect time to drink it. Huh. Straight 
up at room temperature or chilled with Sprite. Go fuck yourselves. We'll have to try it with. I have Seven Up. I've uh, never had. I've never had mead. Uh, I've had a taste of mead, yeah. like a sip of mead at the Renaissance Fair, but yeah. that's it. I've never really had it. So he he said that he hoped it would go well with steaks, which is why we're doing this in the past <laughs> because uh, I cooked some steaks for lunch. So we're gonna try some of this, and uh, you know, obviously it's recording for the show, and then. We're going to eat lunch, not recording for the show. So, uh, just going to do a little bit. I think Truck and Tuck and I like this. Might break this out with some 7 Up for movie, movie night, night this yeah. week. Chill it. I got a bunch of cocktails to try too. So, oh, you can smell the chili. It's uh, very spicy. Smells like like hatch chilies. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's a major smell. Yeah, yeah. I, I think mead is e- is easy ish to make. You it's, it's honey. honey and yeah. whatever your other flavors are, and then you let it ferment for a, I guess two years. So here's to you. And here's to Greybush. And here's to Greybush. It's not spicy at all. No, but it but it tastes like it a chili. It tastes like a chili. Oh yeah. man, that is so good. Man. It's almost um so, so not never having never having had, had mead. It's, it's a lot closer to wine. Yeah, it is. It is. Very, I had some wine last night. I had some white wine. Uh that was maybe the best white wine I've ever had. It was still, still terrible. It was still terrible. Uh, <laughs> But this is this is this, this is, nice. is good and nice. It's weird though. Like it tastes like I taste it and I go, oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna get real yep. spicy. But it doesn't. It's but just it's, very sweet and and delicious. Huh? And I taste the little bit of orange. There's like an orange tanginess in the end. Citrus, yeah. citrusy, citrus as uh, citrus. <laughs> Sean Connery would say. Wow, this is great. Uh, good stuff, man. So thank you so much, Gray Bush. We're gonna pair this with this whiskey. With the steak. With this steak. I don't know. I got whiskey on the brain now. <laughs> That's what I normally pair with steak. Yeah, of course. So I tried. I tried a different method of cooking it this time. I did a. I, so there's the sear and the reverse sear where you sear it and then you and then you put it in the oven uh-huh. and you take it out. Well, I did that twice, and I think it turned out well because even though this is a really thin steak, it's got a very nice skin yeah. and a very nice strip of. Speaking of steak video coming soon, I didn't get a chance to work on it this week, but. Mm. Well, I can just say this. Back to you, our future selves. <laughs> hey, thank you, past <laughs> selves. Uh, we're back. Oh, wait. I got to unmute this. Fuck that up. Thank you, our past selves. We're back in the present. Uh, this was really good. Really good mead that uh, Great Bush sent us. Um, we're going to be drinking it with another friend on this weekend. I totally thought. I mean, so I so I figured it was a bottle of something. I figured it was a bottle of whiskey. One whiskey, but two like of retail. Yes, you know. Yeah, I find I I love when I love like he made this. Yes, that's awesome. Yeah, Uh, I I did switch though, and now I'm drinking bourbon um, because I got I got whiskey on my brain. (laughs) Yeah, very good. Thank you so much, Gray Bush. Uh, We really really appreciate it. Can't wait to finish this. I mean, I can wait to finish it because I don't want to drink it too fast. But <laughs> I feel like probably maybe one or two more times 
It'd be gone. Probably. Uh, well, yeah. So I think that's a bunch of stuff up front. We front loaded the show hard sure enough. Sure did. Why don't we jump into some issues, Tim? What's your first issue this week? Here's what I don't get. Fake cameras. Yeah. I'm not talking about like a... Is that like when I held up my fingers like this? Yes. Oh, <laughs> damn it. Um, so I had the uh, pleasure of seeing... <laughs> pleasure. Uh, King Kong versus Godzilla again, but in a movie theater this time. First movie you've seen. First in movie theaters. I've seen since Sonic the Hedgehog was when February it was of last year. February of last year, more than a year. Uh, that's probably the longest you've gone between. Oh yeah, going to the movie. Oh, theater. absolutely. Yeah, I'm. That's definitely the longest for me. Uh, Maybe I'll never go back. <laughs> so uh, let's get this stuff out of the way. Um, it wasn't. Uh, I, it wasn't like walking into a Nazi base. Yeah. Uh, there was no feeling of... Ever-present uh, dread. Ever-present dread or like Gestapo-ness, like, put your mask on. Um, but it's it was still a little weird. Uh, they, they do say, they're like, unless you're drinking or eating during the movie, you need to have your mask on. Is there a was there a thing like a video at the beginning where they tell you to silence all cell phones? Uh, not not aside from the usual one. Okay, I, uh, but no, no, but I mean about masks. Like, no, you need to. Okay, no, I'm surprised about that. There was like like posters up, right? Mm. Um, yeah, I just I pretend I can't read. Yeah, that's why I don't have an ID. Because even though I'm white, I'm too stupid to know how to get an ID. That's why. That's why voter uh, voter ID is. Uh, should be illegal uh so yeah so godzilla versus king kong uh so it was a little tiny bit better singing on a big old screen mm -hmm. with a big old sound system rumbling as these monsters are fighting still not a good movie uh i have talked to you at length about the things i would change in the movie to make it better i i would um so there's a begin the beginning part right where the credits happen. Yeah, there'll right, be credits. Right. So Sequence. then when those end, instead of going directly into the thing about the, the little girl, right, I would just go into the closing credits and then you could go home. It it opens on the little girl. It's and just it's a stupid Kong. joke. Okay. Um. But my probably my least favorite thing about the movie is that if there's not a human on screen, there was no camera involved. No. It is entirely digital, entirely CGI. And I know that we have, like, the that stuff is good enough to, like... That you can't tell. Yeah, you can't. If it's done right, you can't really tell. Exactly. The problem I have with it is that, I mean, the movie might as well have been a 3D... Bride. CG, a 3D, like, animated movie. Yeah. Uh because in the in these battles they're doing these one is the the whole setup is something that other movies in akin to this like Pacific Rim mm -hmm. do very well is shooting these giant monsters or and or robots fighting each other from plausible like, plausible angles. angles. Um a lot of shots look looking up at them. 
uh, or, you know, if you're, if, you know, shots from like a high, uh, like a sky, like an, an office building in a skyscraper, you know, in Pacific Rim is one of my favorite. It, it it's probably my favorite of these sort of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it does a real good job with the camera work. The first one. Oh, I I haven't even. Oh, seen, you haven't seen the second one. Of course, I'm oh, not going. A, I'm never going bore. to. Uh, uh, the same reason I'm never going to see the Hellboy reboot. Uh, it's the same situation. Like you're gay for the Guillermo del Toro. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, similar situation. Hey, let's make a sequel and or reboot. Or let's make another one of your movies that you made popular and, but and great. Not, not have you do. But not have you it. do any of it and then ruin it. Well, didn't Pacific Rim, he didn't want to do it, and they decided to anyway. Yeah. Versus Hellboy, they decided instead of making a third movie in a beloved franchise, they yeah. would make a reboot that bombed. Yeah. Bombed. Like yeah. like the meteor that killed the dinosaurs. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like in these fights, the camera is doing all of it's It's in places that it can't be. Yeah. Right, so like the first big Kong Godzilla fight. That is was out. one thing about the the first the 2014 Godzilla movie. Yeah. One of the few things I remember is that they they did a good job of um they simulated the the camera being in a helicopter. Yeah, to a point where I think there was a little bit of judder and and when it flew up, it flew like a helicopter. So. Yeah. Even though it was a digital camera, it you know it's coming out over the wreckage or it's flying out to show us Godzilla. It felt like okay, yeah, this is a you know I've seen movies tons of times where they strap a camera to the bottom of a helicopter and they yeah. go fly somewhere, yeah, 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 and they're able to capture that realism of the camera in a fake camera. Yes, uh, it has been done well. Uh, I just don't think it was done well in this. The camera is in places it can't be. Meaning, like the even even the shot, like a shot where if we're, they were actually shooting it on the sea with all the navy boats and helicopters, you know, cameras in helicopters, um, it doesn't look like it's in a helicopter. There's, there are no helicopters present, and there's there also are no helicopters present. There are a couple shots from like fighter jets where they got the cockpit camera, mm-hmm. and those are cool. They are, um, because that was the, like they actually shot that. I mean, it, it had a human being in it. It had a human being yeah. in, a, in a physical prop plane. Against uh, a green screen. Against a green screen. With no, probably no uh, canopy bubble. Yes, for, for the reflection. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, But it's doing all these weird, like, flips and turns and just stuff that, like, it doesn't look, it doesn't look real in the sense that it doesn't look like it was actually filmed, which is a weird dichotomy. Yes. Uh, like me knowing that it was filmed makes me more immersed. Immersed. Me knowing that there was some dude with the camera right there shooting it makes me more immersed than this floating 3D CG camera does. And there are there are things where they can use that. They can fake that in such a way that you don't even notice. Like, do you remember the movie Panic Room with Jodie Foster? Yeah. They do a thing in that movie, and I think it's the first movie I really remember seeing it, but the camera will will either dolly or sometimes it'll track down 
through the floor or through a wall and you'll see the interior of the wall and yes. then you'll slide into another yeah. shot. And essentially all it is is a wipe uh, with a, a digital insert insert between the two. But they do it so seamlessly. And I, I realize this camera can't phase through material, yeah. but they do it in such a subtle way. You know, the camera moves in a normal way in room one. It moves at the same speed and rate in a same normal way in room two that this movement through the wall, it's it, well, it becomes part of the language of the movie because yeah. they do it a lot to show, give us an idea of space. Um, it becomes that part of the visual language, but it doesn't, I don't, the first time I saw it, I, I was, didn't even really notice. And the second time I saw it, I really put together, this is what's going on with this. And, and I think that subtlety and understanding, because, because when we were talking in the car, I said, it's not that the reason why it doesn't immerse you is because we have 75, a hundred years yeah, of movies yeah. where the camera was on a guy's shoulder or on a dolly or on a helicopter or on the side of a building or on a crane. And yeah. we, we process movies through this, you know, we process everything through a filter. Like the way our brains work is we look at something, we go, what is this like? It's like this thing. Okay. Now I understand. That's how yes. movies trick us into thinking that we're seeing real things happening. Uh -huh. So in the frame of a movie, if the camera, you know, swoops in over the ocean and then walks into a building, like I've seen all those mo movements combined together uh -huh. and I kind of ignore the blurs and just get ready for the fact that I'm going to see Nathan Lane playing a drag queen. <laughs> and, that is a good shot. It is. It's a. It's yeah. a great shot. It, I saw that movie probably twenty or thirty times before I even started to put together the fact that it was what was going on. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, but all of those, all three of those movements. I'm talking about the birdcage. The opening shot yeah. of the birdcage is a helicopter over the ocean. It comes up to the beach, and then it transitions. There's a a morph transition to a camera on a crane, which lowers down to the ground. And then a guy gets out of the crane and walks through a crowd up to a building. He walks through a fake door into a, now a new shot of another guy holding a camera inside a building where he walks and wanders his way through all the tables and into backstage. And it, in your mind, it's one seamless shot, yeah. but it's because all three of those movements make sense. None of that is fake yeah. in the sense that, like today, it would all be done. It'd be a digital outdoors, a digital building, yeah. and but you don't have to do any of that. They did it all in a camera, and they had to be. They were tied to the rules of how a camera works. Yeah, they had to get a helicopter pilot that could fly low, about the height the crane was at its highest point, and fucking swoop over there at a speed that wasn't too fast. So when we suddenly transition to a crane, which has to go down. Absolutely incredible there's, filmmaking. There's rules. For, for an introductory shot to a building. Yeah. Could have just been, boom, there's the building. All right. Let's walk in. Yeah. I mean, because you're right. It's a comedy movie. Yeah. And it it it, it adds nothing to the story. No. It's an amazingly complex shot for something that is a blink and you miss it. Like, oh, yeah, we walked yeah. into the building. It's like the shot in contact, right? Yes. Where we are the her, her is it her dad has a heart attack and yeah. she's running for the and she, we go running, up she runs upstairs the, in, through the house, up the stairs, to the door, and then all of a sudden we pull through the mirror and she's reaching for the mirror and this whole thing has been shot inside the mirror. Yeah. And it's a like why does that shot need to be there like that? 
But it works because at no point does the camera like do a weird spin uh-huh. that it can't do or fly through the air at, un- at unfathomable speeds. Or the one that I really hate is where like the camera's stationary, right? And the p- the ship flies in and then we catch on the ship and somehow we're now tied to the ship flying. Huh. I think they do that at one point where we're like in the Kong fight and they fly and they fire missiles. And then at some point we get locked onto the ship again. I huh. I remember that was one that really threw me. Yeah. It was, it was somewhere in the fight where he's fighting the snake pterodactyl in the, un, oh, in the yeah. flat earth. Yeah. And they're firing missiles from the, the anti-gravity machine. And I was, that whole thing was one kind of made me sick to my stomach. And two, <laughs> Because the camera was just like, oh, now we're on the ship and we're flying at ship speed and now we're not on the ship. And it's like, you just, it felt like keyframes to me. Yeah. In my mind, I'm watching keyframes getting set. (laughs) Set keyframe on ship, set keyframe on Kong. Yeah. No transition Uh, time. And I wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have noticed this if the rest of the movie was good. (laughs) That's true. Uh, But it's. Like you, there's there's rules, right? Knowing that it's a movie, that we we understand there's rules involved. Uh, the rules of how a camera is able to be worked, and something like that opening shot in the birdcage, you can you can go like, man, that probably took after you know when you think about it, you go like, man, that probably you know took them a bunch of different tries, and you can you, if not even you know knowing exactly how it was done, you're like, well, I guess they could have used this and this and this, right? Uh, it doesn't take you out of the movie immediately. Um, whereas, like, if this was a 3D CG animated movie, I wouldn't have bothered thinking about it because the rules of a 3D CG animated totally movie different. are totally different. But I think even then, because, like, you look at Pixar, right? Pixar follows the rules of filmmaking yes. pretty closely. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. With something like Toy Story everything's scaled down right but we're still like we're more or less keeping on the eyeline of woody you know our main character all the time so people stuff is up high yeah smaller toys are down low our world is in this this plane of our eyes that's that's the way our life is you know our head is a camera yeah and we are locked to this six foot eyeline whatever your eyeline is and so even though, yeah, that, those are 3D animated movies like Wally. You yeah. can do anything in Wally, but they they do a level of filmmaking to. At no point do I watch a, a Pixar film and I'm like, oh, this is an animated film. Yeah, but I'm, also, but also in the same vein, I don't think about the camera in the same way. Even though they're yeah. using it the way they would in a in a, in a real. F- not a real film, but a a live action film. Uh, I don't think about the camera in the same way. Yeah, because I know it's not there. You know that it's uh, a, a computer, a f- preset in the computer. Uh, well, not a, not a preset. I know that you know someone is in there saying, "Okay, I need I need the camera to be in X Y Z coordinate here. Stay here, stay here. Focuses at twenty eight meters." Uh, yeah. you know, and then move to this coordinate here. Um, I know that someone, someone does that, but I don't think about the camera in the same way. So you, you, I, the animated movies can cheat a lot more, obviously. Yeah. And they have different, I think be, they have different rules. Mm. How, how do you think, how do you think this came about? Like what, 
Because these filmmakers, they've made movies before. They've yeah. made movies with cam with real cameras and real people. Yeah. So where where did the disconnect happen? Like the CG artists, they made real movies with real people. Uh huh. So where did the disconnect happen? Why did they decide on spectacle versus keeping it? That's one of the things. Like people shit on the MCU a lot. Yeah. Uh, because uh, all their costumes kind of look the same, and they all kind of have the same. Well, they have a style, yeah. The same tone, and you know, we're we're gonna tell, we're gonna make quips. Uh huh. Um, but the universe feels like a universe. It does. Versus the monster verse, Godzilla, the 2014 Godzilla movie that I saw, feels like a does. This does not feel like a sequel to that. No, movie. it doesn't. And I didn't see the other two. I saw Kong Skull Island. Kong Skull Island. This doesn't look like a sequel to that either because the the shots that I saw from it, it looks like a movie with the. Uh, when you went into your phone settings and hit color and saturation uh-huh. and cranked it up to 3,000% yeah, yeah. of what it's supposed to be. It's like a very orange and green movie. It is super orange. Uh, and, uh, you know, so King of the Monsters, I don't know. I have no idea on that one. I remember from the trailers, that's all uh, one. It's all like super. It's super color where everything is every every shot at least sorry sorry calling the trailer every shot is a a different shade of one color Mm. well so maybe that's a reaction to the 2014 godzilla movie being a dark unwatchable mess yeah Uh, but still this movie i just did not see a through line no no and it's or any stylistic uh, motif matching of any kind i also felt like the monsters outside of the filmmaking they make the monsters be from hollow earth which completely takes away any like moral center to the story yeah if the monsters are just a natural occurring phenomenon from the center of the earth then mankind has no hubris to answer for like this is not (laughs) our this is not retribution oh yeah there's no there's no message to the film yeah and I think that that's kind of disappointing. Whereas I think even the 2014 Godzilla had a little bit of that. Yes. I think it was like the Fukushima disaster was what released. I think, yeah, Brian Cranston's character. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then in even the 1998 film, it's heavily implied that it was an uh, iguana on Bikini Atoll Uh that became the Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, Not a good movie. I did not enjoy it. I, I... gotta wonder like how bad does your how how can you fuck up two monsters fighting yeah considering this is a genre of you know two giant things fight in an area like that was a genre of shit that i watched as a kid yeah power rangers beetleborgs uh what was the other one voltron yeah um just big robot punches things and sure like and sure those things had a a formula to him because they were kids TV. Yeah. Um, but I was always excited when the fights happened. Yeah. <laughs> the music kicks in. They're all coming together. Yeah. yeah. And the head like flips up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Have you seen that $600 or $700 Optus prime action figure that morphs itself? No, it looks pretty dope. Does it? Yeah. It, it dry. It can drive itself. Um, and in car mode. Oh, it's G one Optimus. Yes, and okay. then it 
it transforms itself into Optimus Prime and it'll talk and respond to That's answers and pretty cool. move. Yeah, it's like it's everything you ever wanted from a Transformers exactly. kid. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, toy as a kid. I was like, ah, seven hundred dollars. Yeah, and it doesn't come with a trailer. He doesn't come with his trailer. He needs his trailer. He needs his trailer. Where's he gonna live? <laughs> That's how I identify with him as a child. Yeah. Optimus Prime had a, ch- had a trailer. I lived in a trailer. I <laughs> <laughs> didn't actually live in a trailer, but uh, it is Godzilla versus Kong. And it's getting so much praise from so many people. It just, yeah. I kind of like, can you, I guess your brain, your brain can turn off in a way that your and my brain can't turn off. I think the way that the people I was with their brains turned off. Yeah. And then afterwards I was like, here's why I don't like this movie. They're like, yeah, I guess you have some points there. Like, yeah, but you still enjoy the movie somehow. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, you make a you, you're making a very strong logical argument, uh-huh. but, uh, monkey monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The one, the one you pointed out to me was the girl. Her whole the girl and the fat kid and the black guy. Yeah, they have one plot relevant thing that yeah. they do. Yeah, the entire movie. And it it is it isn't even even. And they're a third of the movie. They're a third of the movie. Uh, they do nothing that, like their their whole, all they do in the plot is is they're the audience surrogate to like show you what is going on behind no, no. their team Godzilla. I mean. Yes. Team Godzilla is doing their thing. Team Monkey is doing their thing. But Team Monkey is actually doing things. That's true. Team, Team Monkey Godzilla is isn't the plot. doing anything. They do one thing in the movie, and then it isn't even really like it's it's only part of a thing. Yeah. They turn off the weapon systems. Basically. That's it. Yeah. And so that Godzilla and King Kong could but eventually that thing would have run out of ammo, wouldn't it? Uh maybe. I don't know. Or Kong would have hit it with his axe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think we all agree. I mean, do you remember Alien versus Predator, the tagline to that? Well, whoever wins, we lose. Oh, yeah. Should have been the tagline to this movie. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Well, that's a great issue, Tim. Here's my first issue this week. Here's what I don't get. Uh, The hate speech filter, Intel's hate speech filter. I saw this. Yeah, they have some new thing built into their chips where it'll pre- protect you, protect you uh-huh. from um, hate speech on an online gaming. Yeah. And it's it's super stupid for two number one reasons. Hate speech and online gaming go together like peas and noose. <laughs> <laughs> there uh-huh. is... I don't think online gaming would exist in this form, right? Do you think that we'd still have online gaming in 2021 if people were like, hey, great job, everybody. We really made a team effort. We lost, but we made a team effort. <laughs> and the other team said, yes, you did. You did You did try very hard, and we respect you for it. Yeah. Do you think anybody would still be playing that game, Mr. Rogers? No. No! Which is, sidebar, which is Get part of why I think esports <laughs> is not... Not nearly as interesting as it could be. So Intel has this new technology where it's going to live filter and you can go in there like all the settings yeah. and like N-word, medium, live. <laughs> and the thing is like we can remain racist much longer than you can keep out churning out software updates. Yeah. So, okay, you guys ban the N-word. 
We'll just call you guys faggots. Oh, you bland, ban the faggot word? Like This is the way stuff has gone forever. Yes. Well, we're going to call you retards. Can't call people the R word anymore? Right, then you're a cunt. Can't call people the C word anymore? Then you're a cuck. Can't use the C word anymore? Then you are a uh, jogger. Like, we will just keep on coming up with words that you will keep on having to ban from your system. Yeah. And the result won't be the people that buy your technology thinking, wow, this is great. I really enjoy gaming now because I don't get called a faggot every time I lose. <laughs> It'll just be them playing. They'll be like, hey, I'm going to need you to flank right on the. And then we're going to move in here. It's like, what happened in there? Well, someone said a bunch of slurs <laughs> and your thing turned off. Yeah. It's just going to be uh, like a Maddox Twitch stream. Message deleted, message deleted, message deleted, <laughs> message deleted. There is no, this is, this is for people that just shouldn't play games. Like these are people that can't handle the barest interaction with humanity. Yeah. You're going to get called a faggot on the internet. Yeah. If you say you're a girl, they're going to say post show tips. <laughs> you just kind of have to accept it. Or like, I'm, because you crying about yeah. it makes it even funnier. Most games have an option to just turn that off anyways. Just don't use voice chat. Yeah. Just play single player games. You know how many times Skyrim's called me a faggot? Zero. <laughs> Zero times. Yeah. You know how many times I've been called the N-word in driver parallel lines? Zero times. <laughs> you know why? Because they're single player offline experiences. You know how many times in Spider-Man I had to be witness being called the N-word? Even playing as a black guy? Zero times. <laughs> This is not a like you are not meant for online gaming if you can't handle the jabs. Yeah. And and the more they roll out technology to lock this shit down, the more just pathetic you seem. Cause you'll get called a faggot on, you know, Call of Duty. They'll be like, I fucked your mom, faggot. Yeah. And then you won't hear that, and they'll go, oh, this guy's got the Intel hate speech filter. <laughs> oh, don't use the bad word. It's the hate speech filter guy. Because, Or or the thing is someone will say, you know, I can't hear the names you're calling me. Uh, I am. I have the Intel hate speech filter. Like, okay, whatever you say, jogger. <laughs> whatever you say, forever with a capital R. Like, this is why Slurmachine.io exists, is to usurp, like, circumvent the system where okay i can't call you the n-word anymore but i can't call you like a silly pants with a capital a in the middle of it for some reason and everybody knows oh you silly pants we all know what that means it means you're a chinaman <laughs> <laughs> it is like what do you what do you think is going to happen yeah who do you think is going to benefit from this nobody the only people to benefit from this is uh, the video game companies that have to put at the bottom of their boxes, online interactions are not rated by the ESRB because yeah. if they were, they'd all be rated 19 plus. <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous. It's such a crybaby. Like, you know that some Intel programmer got called like a cuck. We Speaking of grandma's boy, there's that guy in it who's wears dressed up like the Matrix yeah. all the time. Like, that guy got called a cuck too many times. And he's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to show everyone I'm gonna put. I'm gonna. You know, people don't call me a cook anymore. I'm gonna put it in my chip that you can't call me that. You fucks. <laughs> like this is a fucking V chip for your computer, and you know what the V chip did? Jack shit. 
What was the V-chip? It was a thing that was built into TVs. It's probably still in TVs from the early 2000s where, you know, your TV pops up like 24 is rated TVM. Uh-huh. Uh, the V-chip, you go in and set a parental password. Oh, okay. And only certain levels would be guidance. usable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the V-chip was, it wasn't just parental guidance. The V-chip was built in the TV and the TV signal broadcasted encoded in the data stream what the rating was. And so you'd like flip to AMC, like, oh, this is TVM, can't watch it. And you know how many parents set that up? None! Because parents don't know how to use computers. They would just be like, why can't I watch Breaking Bad? Tim, why can't I watch Breaking Bad? It's the V-chip, Mom. What? It's the V-chip, Mom. Well, turn it off. All right, what's the V-chip password? Like, oh, it's uh, 704-750-9434. Like, clickety, clackety, clickety, Uh clickety. Right, 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 right. All right, guess who's watching Skinamax? (laughs) It's so that's why the V chip never caught on because you know who, who's buying this. The people that need to insulate themselves from this shit probably don't play online games. You need it for Twitter, and Twitter has this with muted words. Yeah, I'm gonna mute the N word. Look at how much better my timeline got uh, on the Fediverse. I blocked all of the Lollycon instances. Anybody who posts anything with hashtag Lolly in it, just block them. I blocked all the news bots. I blocked all the weird porn bots. And my I can now bra- browse the Federated tab and actually see like content that human beings are writing. <laughs> it's amazing how that works. Oh. But no, we need to we need to ingrain it into before the BIOS. It it launches before the BIOS. It's it's built into the chip. The chip runs this. So this is this is something if you just ran a current into the chip, this software is running. No processes can come from the computer in any form. This process is running. I did not know that. Yeah. It's it's way deep in the layers. This isn't just something this isn't just like anti bullying software dot biz. Yeah, that's who I thought this was. This is no, this is Holy built shit. into the hardware. Uh, under the hardware layer where you can you can go access it. You can tweak your settings, yeah. but it's always going to be there. It's like the fucking shit that G- uh, Nvidia has now in their graphics cards to limit crypto mining, which is why oh, you yeah, can't yeah. get like open drivers for them anymore. Despicable. It's pathetic too. Because at what point, like now that this exists, right? Yeah, this exists for you. To choose, Tim doesn't want to hear no no words in the internet. Sure. So he gets this chip, puts it in his computer, sets it all up so everything is sunshine and rainbows for him. Uh-huh. But uh, but then something leaks through, right? I'm calling you a jogger. So how long before Intel is like, okay, we're putting this in all of our chips, and if you have our chip installed in your computer, our your computer won't write the N word. Oh yeah. Here's the other here's the other problem with it, right? Is that uh we know about how well AI works. Yep. Which is like not at all. Not 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 at all. It's always they're always getting in trouble, right? Where they're like, uh AI doesn't re- recognize black people as humans. Yeah. You know, shit or like, that like AI gets online AI goes online, turns extremely racist. Exactly. Yeah. So what's gonna end up happening is you're going to have you're going to put words that sound like bad words, like negus, uh-huh. which is uh, 
Zimbabwean word for king, king yeah. uh, or niggardly, which is not yeah. what you does not mean what you think it <laughs> yeah. means. Those like that guy got fired from the Washington Post for using that word correctly in a sentence. Yeah, or uh, have, have, you know, if you're you're a British gamer, yeah, playing Call of Duty, you know, and you're uh, you, oh, be right back, guys. I'm gonna go smoke a fag. Yeah. Or you're a Mexican gamer and you're like, what color are we? Should we paint the Hummer? And you say El Negro, which is <laughs> the black, the the black. We yeah. should paint. We should paint our Hummer the black. Which color should we choose? The black one. Yeah. What would it be? El Negro un. No. 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 Would that be the black one? No. El bring El Negro uno. No. That's the black one. Literally, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Which car should we choose? Should we take? Well, you're Batman, so the black one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That shit's gonna get filtered out too. It's it's never going to end. No. And like I said, when you your all your things are filled up, and the the categories are like the N word one is a binary. It's a yeah, yeah yeah yeah. But then there's stuff like LGBTQ. Like wh- what? And then there's a slider of how to how yeah. much like can I just get one that block can I get the opposite of this right where yeah. and I just block out all the f- gay bullshit on the internet that's the, that's my that one I find that one really funny because it's like well that means that someone that means that someone has like a like a like a numeral like a like a numbered list of well. Is gay like low on the scale or is it high on the scale? Is lesbian higher or lower than gay? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, but, and it means like someone's like ranking. So, but what? Like, if I call you a lesbian on this, on, is that going to work? But what if you're like looking into lesbian porn? Is it going to filter all that out? <laughs> like, ableism and body shaming, none, some, most, all. Like, what? Aggression. So if I get more angry, it'll yeah. it's like all right, oh whoa whoa buddy, you're at a mild. But if uh-huh. you get to if you get to <laughs> um, overly aggressive, LGBTQ hate, like what's the difference between like that and me calling you a faggot in jest and me calling you a faggot in in earnest yeah. angrily? It doesn't know misogyny, name calling, name call like name calling like what N word on off. <laughs> Racism and xenophobia, sexually explicit, explicit language, swearing, and white nationalism. Like, what white nationalism? They're, they're so amorphous. What this, it's just like, I don't think this is going to work at all. I think this is just a thing that gets everybody talking about Intel. Yeah. Gets their name out there, gets um, the SJWs who don't buy anything to go, Intel must be a good company. Did you hear fucking about the hundred companies, Tim? The leaders of 100 companies got on a conference call this weekend uh-huh. to talk about what they're going to do about voter suppression and voter law efforts. Uh-huh. What the fuck is this? <laughs> this doesn't concern you. Why well, in 2021 it does. It definitely doesn't, especially considering most of your fucking companies require IDs for shit. So why don't you shut the fuck up and sit down? United Airlines, uh, we don't believe you should check voter IDs. All right, can I get on a plane without an ID? Uh, no, you can't do that. Hmm. One's, one's a federal guideline and one's a, a law. Trying to figure out the difference there. Yeah. You want to go get your vaccine? Got to show an ID. Vaccine passports will work, but we can't trust minorities to be smart enough to get 
be able to get driver's licenses. Yeah. How do they function in fucking society? You, How do they get into bars? You remember that video? Yes. Oh, man. It was amazing. All these you, white people uh, at a college campus. At a college campus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's harder for them. to. They don't know where to get. To. Do you know where your local DMV is? Yeah, it's at like 25th <laughs> and 123rd. What am I, stupid? Yeah. Do you think that black people don't know how to get IDs? No, black people don't know how to get IDs. Who said this? <laughs> this white girl. Please go email her. Her name is Kim. Uh, it, it just infuriates me. Like, the internet has been shit since we allowed women to start using it. <laughs> it, it really has. Like women ruin everything, because women, women are nurturers. Uh huh. Like, you know, you've talked to women. Have women? You ever like had women see you with your male friends? Uh huh. And they're like, "Wow, you guys are just yeah, really mean to one really another. mean to each constantly. other constantly." Like, yeah, I love that guy. He's great. <laughs> Like you do nothing but insult him and tell him how bad he is at everything yeah, he does. Like, yeah, yeah I do. Yeah. Uh, have you ever thought about not doing that? No. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I, I can remember, I can vividly remember being in the, uh, was the editing lab in college, the film editing lab and a friend of mine being like, Hey Tim, how do you do, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I go over there and I show him, like, eh, it's right there, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and someone being like, oh, my God, why do you hate him so much? I, I, no, I don't. I don't it's hate a him. joke. <laughs> uh, women don't understand that. Yeah. So they don't understand how we can all get onto a game, you know, all playing online, and I can teabag your dead body uh -huh. and then tell you to get good scrub. Yeah. Constantly. Constantly. And then realize that we're not mad at one another because women's relationships are all about constantly propping each yes. other up to uh -huh. their face. And, and then, then the second you walk away <laughs> talking about what a bitch you are. Yeah. Like it's, it's literally the exact opposite. opposite. It's the exact opposite. Because I'll tell everybody how great my friend is, but uh -huh. to his face, I'll just be like, you're such a dumb <laughs> piece of shit. You know, yeah. uh, we go out play and play pool and just shit talk shit. the fuck out of each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, you missed that? You fucking loser. My grandma can hit that shot. My grandma, she's uh, dead. <laughs> you know? <laughs> And that's the way online interactions were because yeah. on online everyone's men. But then we let women in and we started promoting them for being women, which is why we have OnlyFans now. Yeah. And they're like, well, but people are mean to me. Like, yeah, welcome to the way everyone else in the world is when they don't know you have tits. It's amazing how far those tits get yeah. you. And yet, and yet you have to want to constantly lecture us about toxic masculinity. The only reason why people listen to you talk is because of toxic masculinity. If there was no toxic yeah. masculinity, you'd be told to shut the fuck up because everything that comes out of your mouth is dumb. Everything you say is stupid. Every fucking thing. And it's stupid because your brain doesn't work right because it's so wired up with hormones and emotions about every fucking thing and constantly reading in motives to things that don't exist. Oh, he called me a faggot on the internet. It must be he must be anti-LGBTQ. No, he just thinks you suck at what you're doing. It has nothing to do with your sexual preference. And in fact, I wouldn't call a gay person that because it wouldn't be as funny. I called in the N-word. <laughs> it is. And so women come in and they're like, we need to create, say, we need to round off all the edges. We need to pad the corners. We need to put child baby gates and all this shit up. 
When the world was run by men, kids rode in the back seat with no seatbelts and climbed between the back seat and the cargo area, back and forth, <laughs> the front seat. Parents were smoking in the front seat, just fucking chain-smoking cigarettes because they're the ones that were healthy for you and blowing them in their kids' faces. Get out of here. <sighs> and now, in a world run by women, it's all fucking seatbelts and airbags and just... Gay, stupid shit all the time. You can't call anyone the F word anymore. You can't just like go out and have fun with the boys. You can't smoke anywhere. It's hell on earth. It's hell on earth. And the women delivered it to us. God damn it. If it weren't for the tits, they'd be completely worthless. And that's why we need toxic masculinity too. That's my issue, Tim. And that brings us to Miller episode, which means it's time for. Episode is brought to you in part by. Riketa News Network is definitely not fake news. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? Uh, our first news story comes to us from a brand we both know and love. Sony? Heinz. I'm talking oh. about Heinz. Uh, apparently, I don't know if you know this, but there's a, uh, there's a ketchup shortage going around. Oh, no! And specifically... Uh, We're running out of ketchup packets oh, well, because don't. because less people are eating uh, out at fast food restaurants, eating out, but also eating out in if they do eat out, they're getting delivery, you know, and with delivery, you get you, they give you the packets. Mm. All this stuff is is uh, contributing to you don't have ketchup at home. Oh, I, Tim, I, you have ketchup in your I've fridge, right? I've got plenty of ketchup. Yeah, we got, I've got ketchup in the fridge. I just bought ketchup for like the first time in two years since yeah. the Ketchup Grand Prix. <laughs> I, How do you not, like, why do you need packets for a delivery? I don't know. Um, it's like Parmesan cheese for pizza. You know, they come yeah. in a little packet of Parmesan cheese, which is just dog shit. Oh, yeah, it's the, it's the, worth, it's the worst one. And... Like it's I have the par- yeah, I have the Parmesan cheese that I like just in a thing in the fridge yeah. that we buy every now and yeah. again. Same with the red pepper. Exactly. Who? Why is there should be no? Because these packets, you know what happens to them? They get shoved in they the drawer. Shoved in the drawer, thrown in the trash. Like, oh, I'm going to use these packets. I have a whole yeah. bottle here. And <laughs> let me spray this all over everything. Yeah. How often have you like ran out of a ketchup and a ketchup from the bottle and have have to have gone for a packet? Never. Never. Yeah. Because ketchup is is in such a way that it's like, oh, I'm low on ketchup. I have enough ketchup that'll last me like the next two weeks, but I'm low, so I'm gonna get a new bottle. Yeah. We were actually there was a period of time, I don't know, for like a week, maybe two weeks, where there was no ketchup in this house until I bought a new bottle. Uh-huh. We were absolutely no risk of needing it. Uh, prices for the packets have also risen 13% in the last year. Um, so they rose 13% in the last year, but what did they rise in like the previous 10 years? Because every time I was like, you know, say, maybe say I was out, I pick up drive through yeah. and I, I don't have ketchup at work. Of course not. Uh, so I asked for some packets. It's always like, oh, you want, you want extra packets? That's going to be an upcharge. It's going to be a fucking upcharge. You just have a pump handle full of it out in the in the lobby dining room. Yeah, so they say that now uh, some people in s- some restaurants, instead of just ordering more packets, are just like going to Costco and getting little plastic cups, plastic cups, and a bunch of uh, bulk ketchup. 
Yeah. That uh, we did. I went to Red Robin the other day, and you know, despite the fact that there's no spread of the China virus, the Fauci China virus on surfaces. Yeah. I'm really pissed off about this because I thought about calling it starting to call it the Fauci virus like two weeks before everyone started calling it the Fauci virus. Uh-huh. And I think it's one of those parallel evolution things. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I could have been the first one. I'm really bummed out about it. Anyway, um, I went to Red Robin and asked for more ketchup, and they brought ketchup in all these little individually sealed containers. Like, this is the stupidest thing on earth because you filled this container with your mouth over it, just yeah. breathing your stupid breath, as opposed to just having a bottle here on the table, which is sealed and then thrown away when it's empty. Whatever. Well, our next news story comes from a place that we don't usually have news from. Zimbabwe? No. uh, It's a place near and dear to me. It's my motherland. Albania? Yes. Uh, Albania, uh, I don't know if you know about this, but uh, Albania... uh, (laughs) Albania, Albania, Uber (laughs) Uh, For those not in the know, Albania is code word for Peru. Um. They have had a little bit of a government problem in the last couple of years. Yeah. They've had uh, four presidents in the last five years and two completely different Congresses. Um, that sounds great. Can we try that? <laughs> well, uh, it's it's like someone will get elected president, well, elected president. Uh, and they're like, and then they're like, someone will be uh, come out and be like, yeah, they're uh, they're stealing all your money. They're like, oh, get them out of office. All right, get this new guy in here. Get that military guy in here. It's like a, <laughs> That guy's stealing all your money. That guy's stealing all your money. Well, let's get someone else in here. Uh, well, so they're having a new election. And um, it, was, uh, it was on Sunday. This was yesterday. Uh, 18 candidates on the ballot. 15% of voters are expected to cast a blank vote. <laughs> Essentially a vote of no confidence in any of in the 18 candidates. Uh, and no candidate has been able to garner more than 10% support. Wow. So that means the majority support is to nobody. Is to nobody. <laughs> That's incredible. I know. Can uh, you imagine if that happened here? I would be, it'd be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be a dream come true. Yep. Uh man well our last news story comes to us from the south pacific yeah the philippines the philippines no this is um uh tana which is uh part of a south pacific ocean archipelago okay um there is a tribe there on this island of tana called the yauhanan tribe and um they just lost their one they just lost their deity their uh- a pig or a cat? No, it was uh, it was it was a rooster. Prince Philip, the Duke of Edinburgh. Oh, that was their king. That was well, no, 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 not their king. No, 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 oh, no, their no. god. They, it was essentially their god, their spiritual leader. Um, he visited some neighboring islands in uh, 1974. Um, but before that, the there was you know there was plenty of co- colonial. Yeah. Colonialism. Colonialists that uh you know, colonists that had visited around there and they saw this picture of the of Prince Philip and was like, Oh, he 
That's our God. That's our God right there. Um, Wait, so the colonists conned the locals into calling him a God? Essentially. Um, uh, It started in the late 1950s. Uh, It originates in originating from a legend that said that uh, even long before they were aware of Prince Philip, a white man born of volcano spirit would travel overseas to marry a powerful woman and then return back to them. And they believe that now that the Duke of Edinburgh has passed away, he's going to return to them. Like Jesus. Like Jesus. Prince Philip is the first first person in uh, over a year to die of old age. Yeah. The first one. Couldn't get couldn't get their hands on any more um adrenochrome. Uh so um every year they hold a celebration uh on his on his birthday, you know. A lot it's a lot like Easter, right? It's like it's like yeah. their Easter, right? Okay. Uh or it's like an Easter Christmas thing, right? Oh, he's got to come back to us. Let's celebrate on his birthday. They uh, they eat a bunch. They dance a bunch. They ingest a ceremonial, ceremonial narcotic called kava. You know, the, the things you usually do on yeah. Easter and Christmas. Um, they, sh- they share tales of his prowess and, his, of course, his prophesied marriage to Queen Elizabeth II, as well as what they believe are his magical powers. Uh, they believe uh, he had the power to influence world events. Okay. Uh, not not through like typical Illuminati ways, but like through magic. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he was uh, one of these was that he was responsible for Barack Obama becoming president. Okay. Not surprised. <laughs> yeah. Um, apparently, though, uh, the Prince Philip movement is not the only movement. Uh, there's a there was a movement called the John Frum movement. John from America. I'm not sure who, yeah. that, who that was. Oh, it was a. Uh, uh, this, this says it was a. Uh, it glorifies a figure often based on a U.S. World War II soldier. So it's like a weird version of Wonder Woman. World War II <laughs> soldier winds up on this beach and becomes a god. But yeah, they uh, they believe that he will now return to them in in his spirit form and share the wealth of the British crown. Uh, that's gonna go real poorly for them. Yeah. Well, uh, that's it for our news segment. This has been the Rikita News Network. Definitely not fake news. That takes care of our legal obligations this week, but you know what it does take care of? What? Getting ourselves made deities <laughs> to some uh, isolated southeast Pacific ice ocean whatever uh, people. So if you want to help us with that, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for... Here's what I don't get. Or here's why I'm the God. (laughs) (laughs) And over there, we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes. We have our two buck tier, which gets you access to our random bits and bobs we do. Maybe we'll start doing before and afters now that movie theaters are opened again. Nah, I don't know. We were... $5 $5 here. We do our bonus episodes. Here's what I do get. We drop the hate and talk about it. it's great. Then we have our $10 tier where you, the fans, submit a film. You vote on what film we watch, and we sit down and watch, record a feature of the commentary. This month, the commentary was Punisher Warzone. Punisher Warzone. Which I forgot to schedule the upload. So I'm going to try and do that mm-hmm. tonight. Um, and we enjoyed it. Yes. But we'd both seen it, of course. Yeah. But we did enjoy rewatching it. Then finally, we have our $50 tier. Um, 
where you, the fan, get a say in the show. You get to request special guests, special issues, extra bonus episodes, special video content, anything that you can think of that we can try and fulfill. We will do our best to do so. Um, we've got a couple more guests coming up later this month. That's right. Very special requested guests. Uh, and really looking forward to that. We just did the commentary of uh, Grandma's Boy yep. for one of those. So we do appreciate all of our patrons who are supporting the show. You make the show possible, and uh, we couldn't do it without you. So keep on donating. If you like the show, throw us a few dollars. We really, really do appreciate it. But let's get back to some issues. Tim, what is your second issue this week? Here's what I don't get. Censoring media that's made for adults. Oh, very nice. Uh, not to piggyback off of, it's, it's completely different, but also similar to your last issue. Um, Intel's making. <laughs> <laughs> Intel's making this porn filter. Um, no, what it was, is speaking of Punisher, I was reading, I, I, I read some Punisher yeah. this past week, uh, among some other comics. Um, and here's the thing. They've done Punisher Max before. We talked about it a little bit during the Warzone commentary. Mm-hmm. Max is Marvel's uh, like adult imprint. Uh, that's where uh, Alias, Jessica Jones, started. Um, uh, and th- there's Punisher, there was Punisher Max, Deadpool Max. Um, they've done just a, a Nick Fury shield. There's a, there was a bunch of Max imprints up to like 20, I want to say 2013, 2014 was the last time they did anything from the Max imprint mm-hmm. uh which sucks because i'm reading punisher and this is a punisher run this was 2016 i want to say 2016 2017 around then uh and on the cover of every issue it says parental advisory <laughs> yeah not for children and you turn the page and there's frank castle shooting someone and someone in the background running, and they there's the, the little speech bubble says O comma uh, ampersand number sign exclamation point at symbol. Yeah, like this is it's already it, it'd be like getting a rap album yes. where it was the radio edits, but it was still parental advisory. Exactly. Like this can be just played on the radio. <laughs> I yeah. Uh, I don't understand why if you have, first of all, if you have an adult imprint of your, that's probably an FCC thing or who not, whoever regulates comics, the comics code authority. Yeah. Uh, you would be right. Except that Marvel started the max imprint after they stopped following the comics code authority Uh. and made their own like, Hey, well, all our stuff's going to be friendly. If it's not throw it in max. Well, there you go. Uh, so I'm double wrong. So yeah, you, I mean, well, no, you, but you're kind of right because, like I said, I, I I thought about it and I looked through the list of Max titles and I was like, they haven't done anything since I think the last thing I read was Deadpool Max, and that was 2013. Uh, and so it's been a good eight years since then, mm-hmm. but they've kept on publishing Punisher and uh, Deadpool stuff and um jessica jones I, I was reading i read jessica jones not too long ago um and it right right on the front parental advisory not for children you know it's weird it's like a weird psychosomatic thing 
you mentioned Jessica Jones and I get sleepy. <laughs> the uh, the censoring like that. Do you remember the game Brutal Legend with yeah. the Jack Black? Yeah, game? I love that game. That game, you booted it up, and I, there have been other games that have done this, but yeah. this is the one, the first one that I saw, which is why I'm bringing it up. It, it plays the opening cutscene. It has an option for you can have it be explicit, where yes. they'll say shit, piss, fuck, uh-huh. punk, bitch, motherfucker, pussy, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, or it'll like play like a sound yes. every time he curses, and uh-huh. and yeah, sometimes when you're in in media, it's the the bleep is funnier. Yes. Uh, uh, which which is why I don't mind it when like I'll I'll read a, re- a regular re- issue of Deadpool and occasionally you know there will be a a bleep in there. Yeah, um, but so you, you've got kids in the house or whatever. Sure. Yeah, maybe you should decide to turn that on. But you're given the option. It's a choice. It's a choice. Yeah, um, you've already made the choice by picking the one that says not for kids. Yes, like I. I I can read this other Punisher line where it's made with kids in mind. So he shoots lasers instead yeah. of guns uh-huh. and people die without bleeding and all the curse words are censored. Yeah. Like I want to have it. All. Imagine that. Imagine if like R rated films still like you could show boobs, you can show uh, like vi- gore, gore, excessive gore. But whenever, if you have a curse word, it still has to be bleeped. Yeah. It just, it just doesn't make any sense. No. It, what really was though was what it really did for me was it was the Punisher, and then the next thing I read was um, a miniseries for this character called Solo, uh, who is not a Star Wars story. Not a Star Wars story. Uh, Solo is a mercenary. Uh, he's been he's before this he teamed up with Deadpool. Deadpool had a, like a Merc team, um, and his his miniseries was similarly like parental advisory. Uh, and the thing they did for their bleeps was like a redacted stamp, mm-hmm. which is like funny once or twice. But I'm reading this, and this is clearly. I, I don't know why it wasn't a Max story because, like, there's whole speech bubbles where it's like, I'm gonna redacted, you're redacted, and then when I redacted, you're redacted, and we go to a redacted place, we're gonna redact, you're redacted, you're redacted. Uh, they do that with, uh, but like I like every single page. Yeah, they do that with. I hate that. There's a trope joke where they'll do that where they'll be like, "Well, I'm just gonna beep 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 yeah. beep, beep beep," and then we're gonna beep beep beep. Yeah, beep, but beep, until we find a hotel room and beep beep. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, that's a joke. It, it's but it's it's but an it's overdone a play, joke, it's a overdone played out joke. But this was like every page was like, I mean, there was a redacted unreadable. On a, unreadable. Yeah. yeah. Might as well, might as well just make a uh, textless issue. Yeah, which I'm cool with. I yeah, I know that they've done that before. I would, I wonder if you, like, at what point does it does it end, right? Yeah, it they're not. It's not going to be in the, the trade paperback's going to be like that too. Yep, like you're never. Why not just just put the effort in there? What is a kids kids know it. And yeah. this is this is coming from a kid. I got in trouble. I had to write sentences in uh, elementary school at daycare because I had uh, Batman versus Predator comics. Yes, and I'm reading them. Right, it's slightly more mature uh-huh. for kids. Kids are demanding that I read them to them. I'm like, uh, this is, uh, it's kind of mature for yeah. kids, and they go tell the teacher that I won't read to them because I'm at I'm at after school daycare. Yes, and it's like 
all still, day, all yeah. day it's three and four year olds, but before and after school, there are like some of the first, second, and third graders yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I think I was in the first grade, and so they go tell the teacher. The teacher's like, "You need to read that to him." Like, I don't think I should read this to him. And so anyway, I start reading to him, and at one point, Alfred says, "Damn," uh-huh. and I read them the comic as it is written. And then, of course, one of these little fucking fuck nugget kids runs over to the teacher and tells on me for cursing. And then I had to write lines about cursing. And I was like, I was just trying to fucking read to myself. Uh-huh. And these fucking little bastards. Yeah. And the teacher demands I read to them and then gets mad when I read them the content in this book that's not meant for kids. And uh, that's always stuck with me, which is part of the reason why I hate kids. Yeah. Part of the reason why I hate the particular ethnicity and gender of the mm-hmm. person that was a teacher there. I mean, you can just guess that for yourself. <laughs> and uh, part of the reason why I hate authority figures. Yeah. But mostly the reason why I'm totally okay with exposing kids to curse words. Because the thing is, these kids, right, you know they go home and their parents are like, get off the fucking PlayStation! Yeah. You know, constantly. They know the words. Yeah. They just have chosen not to use them yet. Oh, fucking infuriating. <laughs> it's don't let your kids listen. Here's what I'll get. Yeah. And with that said, we're not going to censor the curse words. No, we're not. This should just be a whole episode of beep, 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 <laughs> beep, 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 beep. Sending some fucking Morse code to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, I I think I have through all the beeps. I uh, managed to figure out what does it say? Faggot. Damn it. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this sort of extends to like TV as well, right? Yeah. Because I, I will like, like TV cuts of R-rated movies. Yes. Uh, are only there because uh, the FCC or whoever was like, well, you can't be showing this, this, and this on TV. But like, there's a governing body. There's a different governing body that says like, this is okay for motion pictures. This is okay for motion pictures. And so like, I can pay at the time $5 to go see uh predator. Right. Mm-hmm. When it comes out in theaters, but I'm paying for my cable and I can't, see predator well originally that stuff wasn't on cable cable didn't have that and then women got involved <laughs> and were like well we my husband got cable and we're watching this thing and there are boobs and we're watching this thing and they're cursing and so then not as the fcc but just as companies bowing to the types like the parent you know the parents television council yeah where you know the, there's only the parents television council has had a membership of like 30 or 40,000 people. Uh-huh. And uh, when the Janet Jackson thing happened, you know, her yeah. showing her titty at the Super Bowl, the Parent Television Council delivered like 250,000 letters to Congress. Or yeah, it was either to Congress, Congress or the FCC, like demanding that some, that sanctions be done and all uh-huh. this stuff. And it's like the, the, the idea of this big truckload of mail coming is, oh, this is an overwhelming majority of people yeah. that think this. Like, no, it's not. It's, an overwhelming minority who 40,000 people wrote 10 letters each, Uh you know, that's, and so those people just, they cry the loudest and the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And so now like, imagine, imagine how much better breaking bad it would have been if like Skylar had pulled off her shirt instead of talking, (laughs) just think about it. 
And every every time she's talking, and sure, she doesn't have great titties, but instead of talking, titties. <laughs> I'd be like, you know, I do kind of like Skylar White, and I do kind of like Marie, and I do kind of like uh, whatever Kristen Ritter's character's uh-huh. name was. Is it fascinating plots that they're driving along? Yeah, I watch Breaking Bad. I watch Breaking Bad for the plot. <laughs> like, yeah, we all watch it for the plot. No, 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 no. I watch it for the plot. The plot. <laughs> uh, I, I watch wonder, it for those enormous assets that Walt's building. Yeah. <laughs> and I wonder if I've always thought that, like, maybe eventually this will get uh, better. Because the, cause, like, cause of the mainstream. Uh, adoption of of stuff like hbo right game of thrones one of the biggest properties there is but it's full yeah of full frontal nudity full frontal nudity uh you know people getting chopped in half uh yeah there's there's a thing the Mormons do where they'll take movies and they'll like take an R-rated movie like uh-huh. Game of Thrones as a series, but yeah. and they'll edit out all of the R-rated stuff about it. So they'll bleep the words, they'll take out the titties, uh-huh. they'll take out the gore, and then release it to like for you to buy as a completely censored version of things. I think we're moving more towards that because, like, to me, a great example of this is YouTube. Yeah. YouTube was supposed to be this, you know, free expression of all people, this platform where you make good content and you grow. Um, and it did start like that and it didn't matter. You know, mm-hmm. you could have people that talk like people where you curse, where you make lewd things, where you call people the N word or the NF word, like Ethan Klein likes to use a lot, which is the N word and then the F word. Oh, yes, yeah. that's right. That's right. Uh, you have those that that type of stuff, but now you know they just keep uh, locking down. Like I have to click when we do the live streams. If is this made for kids or mm-hmm. not made for kids? Like nothing's made for kids. Kids aren't buying anything. Yeah, there are no kids subscribing to our Patreon. None of this content's ever going to be for kids. This shit's for adults. That's why there are weird innuendo jokes in kids movies because adults have to watch this shit yeah. and you got to give them something. So why don't we just make stuff for adults and whatever kids absorb, they absorb. If you're not a good parent, blow yourself, like fucking blow your own brains yeah. out and give your kid to the state. Like That's the V chip, right? It's just everything seems to be a way for parents to sell their responsibility for having shitty, ill-mannered kids. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, my, my kid curses. I don't know what I do. Well, do you say the? Do you tell your kid to shut the fuck up all the time? Maybe that's where they learned it. <laughs> do you just park your kid in front of the TV and not check what they're watching? Do you just give them your phone with unfettered access to YouTube and all kinds of garbage on YouTube? So we got to clean up all of YouTube. We got to clean up like I. You know what else is on HBO? Along with your Game of Thrones example, Sesame Street. Sesame Street. You think Sesame Street's going to start teaching kids about what the F word stands means? <laughs> Hell no. no. We're not going to see. You know, I don't know any of the Sesame Street characters, but none of them are Hell pulling no. their dongs out anytime soon. Well, Kermit is on YouTube, and I lo- <laughs> that guy's channel is hilarious. The Omegle Kermit. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty good. Uh, so I think 
I think we're going to get pulled towards because the other part, I mean, we talked about with Larry a couple weeks ago with the infantilism. Yeah. People want this dumber and dumber stuff. You know, Disney plus comes out. They're not going to allow anything on there other than PG 13 yep. movies. They have this huge catalog of R rated films that they're not going to give to anybody else. So they're, it's like, they're, they're just disappearing outside of the U well, no outside of the U S they they have it in some weird, it's not called stars. It's called star. Yeah. Cap. It's, it's called star. And it's like a side, it's a weird side service. It's like a, like on Amazon where you're like, if you also have Cinemax, if you, mm-hmm. if you pay for Cinemax, you can watch your Cinemax through Amazon Prime. Yes. Disney Plus is like, well, we've got all this other stuff that isn't Disney Disney. We'll put it in this thing called Star and you can watch Star on Disney Plus. Yeah. Not in America. That, that's what they need. I would much rather just have Star and just watch the R-rated stuff as yeah. opposed to this massive catalog of Disney original films that I didn't want to watch when I was the age bracket <laughs> for Disney original films, yeah. and I certainly don't want to watch now. You don't want to watch uh, Brink? No. Or The 13th Year? Or Halloween Tim, Town? Tim, let me tell you. Here, here's the, here is the entire Miracle list. Miracle in Lane 3? Here's the entire list. I didn't see Miracle in Lane 1 or 2. Here are, <laughs> is the list, the entire list of Quince? Disney original movies I've seen, all right? Jewish kids playing basketball. Yes, and that's it. I I recall that one. That's the that's the that's the catalog. What's the uh, the luck of the good. Irish? That's uh, Irish kid playing basketball, turning into a leprechaun. I'm gonna go get my gun. That's a real thing. He's turning into a leprechaun. So I think I think we are gonna get because adults adults are getting dumber and dumber. Yeah, they are. They, and are. they yeah. want like. Um, like that debate with Faust and Destiny, where he's like, "Well, I was, you know, in Marvel uh-huh. movies. That is the way people think now. They want. Like, I, I can use a Marvel movie. I'll use a Marvel movie's cinematic example, yeah, because it's a good example for the common man. I won't use a Marvel movie as a historical example. <laughs> uh, so we just get content that is geared towards kids and adults that refuse to act like adults. Like I don't think I don't want you to watch sixty minutes, right? At, as well, you don't have to watch the news hour with Jim Lehrer yeah. and nothing but PBS because you turn 30, right? You can still enjoy fun things, but you shouldn't frame your whole personality around being addicted to children's toys like Funko Pops Yikes. and watching the latest season of Doctor Who. I love Star Trek as much as the next guy. Uh, I can admit the places where it's dumb, and yeah. I can definitely go a day without talking about it uh, if I really had to, but I don't have to, so it's totally fine that I uh-huh. don't. Uh, I could quit anytime. I want to. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, but like you, I look at Star Trek, right? What are what are of the current four C- series of Star Trek available? What are two of them? Oh yeah, yeah kid- animated. Well, yeah, animated. Like that's what kids kids watch animated stuff, and I think it's because the Simpsons and Family Guy never went off the air. You know that I love Family Guy when I was thirteen years yeah, old, yeah. and now now that I'm much older than thirteen years old, I'm like, uh, well, I, th- I don't know. I was probably by the time I was eighteen years old, I was like, this is pretty cringeworthy. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't think I probably eighteen. I was probably thirteen to eighteen. That was probably the window for Family Guy to be funny, and yeah. So high school, yeah, high school, late middle school, middle, early late high middle school. school, high school. Yeah. Uh, so now. New generations of 13-year-olds. I don't know if The Simpsons is like that, but I do know that it's gotten terrible. 
It's more terrible than it once was. Yeah. Uh, I just don't, I, I've talked about this before with the content for kids. I don't think kids movies should be dumbed down. I think kids movies should be good. Like one of my favorite movies as a kid was Balto. Oh yeah. Balto. You can't fucking watch anymore. It's a it's a pretty decent movie. It's yeah. a decently plotted movie. Yeah, it's animated. Yeah, it's about talking dogs. <laughs> but when I compare that to like, oh, uh, I love Aladdin. Aladdin's pretty good. I'm trying to think of terrible Disney movies. The problem is I didn't see any of them. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, I watched a lot of Cinderella. I'm like, oh, or Sleeping Beauty. Like, yeah. You gotta wait for a man to save you, don't you? <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I, I wish, I wish instead, I think your problem is the middle ground between my hell earth yeah. and where we are now. Uh-huh. And I wish we would just go to a, a world where we just said the F word on TV. Cause it's, it's just a word, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, we've slowly been moving there. We were for a long time, but yeah. we suddenly hit this new level of puritanism uh-huh. that's propped up in the last like three years. Yeah. can't advertise to kids uh well that's a good issue here's what i don't get accidental babies yeah it's 2021 we know we know how babies happen yeah we know how to stop babies from happening Uh if you get pregnant it's not an accident (laughs) you're fucking stupid yeah uh we need abortion abortion is health care like is it though because they're about 30 things you could do prior to the thing becoming a baby uh-huh. that would keep this from happening. And a lot, you know, some of them are things you have to like, you're, you're hot and heavy. You're ready to go. Like, oh, I got to figure out, oh, we're out of condoms. Oh, we got to get a sponge. You got to get my servo cap in. Got to put the diaphragm uh-huh. in. Got to get the whatever. That's life. I get it. Yeah. Like, oh, that's really inconvenient. Sure. But there's a lot of shit you could just do. Prior to that, like taking your pill every day uh-huh. instead of forgetting fucking constantly, you dumb bitch. And if you can't do that, get the little ring you stick up in your hole once a month, you or dumb bitch. Or you get the implant that goes yep. into your uterus, or you can get the implant that goes in your arm, yeah. or there's a patch. There are, there are, then there's spermicides. There are dozens of ways to keep a baby forming from happening. And the greatest thing is a lot of them work in tandem with one another. Yes. So if you have like a thing in your arm preventing you from getting pregnant and you put in a sponge and you have the dude wearing uh-huh. a condom, I guarantee you chance of having a baby fucking zero. <laughs> you know how many accidental pregnancies I've had? None. 15. Well, I mean. <laughs> None. Cause I'm not fucking stupid. Yeah, it's really. I was thinking about this the other day because something. It was a. It was an episode of. A, I was watching an episode of Law and Order SVU, and it was a high school pregnancy. And uh, I, a lot of I think this. What, in fact, what we were just talking about the Puritanism. Yes. The new Puritanism. That's a really nicely layered episode. Yeah, yeah. the new Puritanism is 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 I think one of the reasons uh, like do you remember sex ed in high school? Uh, No. Yeah. We didn't have one. I think we had in, I think freshmen had to have, had to watch a thing in biology class. Uh, Maybe. maybe. I I remember. I remember middle school. You know, I had a, we had a sociology teacher in high school and he gave 
a very comprehensive lecture yes. over two days of every type of birth control that was widely available yeah. at the time and how it worked yep. and how you got it. Yeah. And I was like, and that is why I'm a fount of knowledge of how to <laughs> prevent babies. But so there is that. Yeah. There was a huge right wing push on absence only education for yes. a long time, which is fucking dumb. It's dumb and terrible. It it's the we have so many we have so many examples of don't do a thing not working. Yeah. Prohibition, the war on drugs, the war on guns, kids having sex, like just life in general. If you tell me to not do something, I kind of want to do it now. On top of just my body being a factory of things that give me boners on yeah. the bus. <laughs> like, I get a boner just sitting on the bus. Is there someone yeah. that this girl can help me with that? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> or, or this guy, whatever. Yeah. And it's going to feel really it's good. It's going to feel really good. Yeah, I'm going to keep doing that. <laughs> and so to me, to me, knowledge is power. Like, yeah. The more you know about everything, the better every every yeah. aspect of your life is going to be the more knowledge you have the more background you have but specifically in sex ed it's just like you could just you can get an iud right mm -hmm. little x-wing that that shoots the eggs off <laughs> yeah. the inside of your body uh -huh. as i phrased it one time on this show <laughs> more than four years ago you can get that right and i think those are good for five years so you stuff that shit up there and you're good for five years. And then after five years, if you're not ready to settle down and have a family, you pull one out and they put the other one back yep. in and a second one back in. And then you can pull, have them removed at any time. Doesn't have to wait the whole five years. When you remove it, I think you have to wait six months before you can like start actively trying to get pregnant. Uh -huh. And there's and no condoms needed. That just that one thing. Zero babies. 100% effectiveness. Why don't they, not that they should do it at schools, right? But, <laughs> Man, it's IUD day. I got to skip biology. Fucking freshman year in high school, they should just send you to the doctor's appointment and put a fucking IUD in all the girls. <laughs> Every fucking one of them in the school. And then your first year in college, you do the same thing. Boom. There's eight years of your life. No risk of having a kid. Have all the unprotected premarital sex you want. Yeah, where I was going was the puritanism. We can't like you can't just talk to kids because the Law and Order episode was like, well, what was sex ed like? Well, he took out a banana and he put a condom on it. Yeah, it's, and then so why didn't you take it when you took your banana out? Why didn't you put a condom on it? <laughs> yeah, uh, but like they that they they you can't just talk to the kids. You can't like you can't say because of all these uh, right wing uh, abstinence groups. You can't say all right, kids, look. I know you're gonna you're gonna have sex. You're yeah. gonna fuck. Uh, here's how to do it safely. Yeah. Uh, it's it's infuriating. And then the people claim to me to me you can either be against abortion, uh huh, or you can be against uh, sex ed training in schools. They they cannot you cannot be against both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, how many girls were pregnant and when we were in high school? I think three or four. One, there was one a, in every year. There was a there was there was a point where it was one in every year. Yeah, so, at least. So, and our school, for reference, when we our freshman year was ranked six hundred something in the nation for nation. education in the nation. Yeah. 
This is a magnet school for gifted and talented students. The cream of the crop of Tulsa public schools. Yeah. And we had at one point four teenage pregnancies at the same time. If not more. I I recall there. I think there were more on other years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So probably eight, 10 in our four years in high school. Oh, at least I would say. How is that possible? I mean, it's, it's just stupid. You were just stupid. So, you know, every time I hear the stuff where it's like abortions, healthcare, it's like, yeah, but we know what causes. Like you could, you don't, you don't put on a flak jacket, right? You're not like, oh, um, we're totally safe from guns because everyone has a bulletproof vest. Yeah. It's like, no, we're totally safe from guns because we stopped making bullets. You know, stop the stop the bullet before it even has to exit the gun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're totally good on gun control because we don't have any more crazy people in the world. Like that. So going like, yeah, we need to have abortion, abortion is healthcare. It's like, or you just teach people how to not have babies. It's very easy. Instead of using abortion as birth control, use it as a last resort for when things really fuck up. Like, oh yeah. Cause I'd feel so much worse. I'd feel so much worse for a chick. Right. If it's like, yeah, I was on the pill and he, you know, and I didn't miss it every fucking other day mm-hmm. cause I'm stupid. <laughs> How many women like they take the pill? Like, oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot my pill this all all week. Like you literally have one thing to do. Seven of them are sugary, just to get you to keep doing it. Yeah. So I'm on the I'm on the pill. It's like, well, then why don't you choose one of the things that takes a lot less maintenance? Since clearly you're incapable of handling this small task. I'm a, you know, every time I've been put on medication, which is honestly not that often, like my allergy medicine, I remember taking my allergy medicine every day. Yeah. Every day. It's real easy. I woke up, wake up, there's my bottle, pop the top, two tablets yeah. in my mouth, and I'm done. I go about my business. And I don't have allergy problems. Every so often I'll forget yeah. on days uh, where like I'm home all day, mm-hmm. don't have any problems. I, kind of, I wake up real late. Because I normally take the pill and then I shower. It's like if I don't shower right away. Yep. It's like, uh. For me, it's because uh, someone fucking moved a bottle and it's not where it always is. So it's not, oh, line of sight. Yeah. Got to do right it. where it goes. Uh, so they just forget, like, why don't you do the ring or the patch or the IUD thing? And, you know, so if you have one of those and then it's like, any more condom and we did this other, st- other stuff and we use a spermicidal lubricant. Like, wow, you really got fucked by all of these. But it's never that. It's always just like, oh, yeah, we use the pull-out method. Uh. Yeah. And, and, and you're stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Babies aren't accidents. In our, our, I don't know about your parents, but uh, my parents' generation, right? My my mom's parents, my grandparents, I have five aunts and uncles uh-huh. from them. And my dad, I have, uh, what, three uncles. So you'd, you'd have big families. There, was, there wasn't this wide access to lots of different types of birth control. Yeah. And we we're on a really positive population, especially the boomers. You know, the, you'd have five kids as a small family, yeah. six, seven, eight kids. You know, these huge family gatherings of, of hun, you know, several dozen people. Yeah of all the different generations uh not so not so common like our our parents generation our generation i think a lot of us were maybe had one 
two siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, I have four siblings, but it's you know two separate yeah. families. Yeah. So really three siblings per family, which is just barely above exponential growth. Yes. Uh, or basically above stagnant growth, I guess. Um, they had much more access to it. So people our age, the girls that got pregnant when we were in high school, it's just like, are you, are you fucking dumb? Like, how dumb are you? Your mouth can't get pregnant. <laughs> yeah, it's a good line. It's it's real fucking easy. Yeah. Like when he says, "Hey, I want to come in," you say, "No." No. Why don't you wear a condom, you dumb asshole? Yeah. Babies aren't accidents. We know everything that happens. We we have a very, very firm grip on the science. We know all about cycles. We know about, you know, fertility and time to time. We know yeah. how to stop it. We know what causes it. We know what doesn't cause it. And all through all of this, we're now in 2021. We didn't have a baby boom last year like I expected. That's the, one of the few things I was wrong about in the last year. Uh, no baby boom. But... I think that's because it's like really easy to have sex and not have a kid. Also, like fifty percent, I, w- I would assume fifty percent of couples that were living together, mm-hmm. that were forced to live together because of like a lockdown or something, like fifty percent figured out like, oh, I fucking hate this person. Yeah, that is also true. And then well, like the other fifty percent, you got what thirty five of that percent having safe sex. Or, you know, well, like, uh, our friend Trekton and Tuck is an uncle now. And I look at his sister and her baby daddy and uh-huh. I'm just like, why did you procreate? Cause you're both stupid. <laughs> you are stupid and you are also stupid. So your baby's going to be double stupid. <laughs> And we know what causes that. You provide nothing to society. Either one of you, you are net drains on society. And now here you are raising a double stupid baby that's going to also be a drain on society. It makes me want to smack you and abort your baby. Some fucking gnat. Anyway, I I, I know that sounds bad. <laughs> I know that sounds bad. Everyone's going to be like, wow, you're really hating on your, your friend's sister. But... To be honest, he'd probably say the same thing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) He'd be the first one to tell you. How do you have an accidental baby? It's 2021. It's 2021. Yep. You don't even, because I was reading an article this week, and they were like, uh, we really need to teach men that vasectomies are uh, not being uh, castrated. And, like, that's a normal thing for men to do. Like, it's not normal. That's not a normal thing for men to do. Why don't you take your 28 pills a month and take them every day and don't skip a day? Don't be like, oh, uh-huh. just every day when you wake up, just put them right there next to your phone. Phone, pills. <clears throat> oh, before you check your fucking Facebook, pop a pill in your fucking penis hole. The top one, not the low one. <laughs> And then, then go about your day. And if you can't handle that, I realize, I realize that's a huge ask to do the same thing every day for 40 days and create a habit out of it. So you just automatically do it every day. I realize it's almost impossible. So the other option is 
one of the half dozen ways to get those same chemicals in your body without you having to do it every day. Yeah. Once a month, you got to put a ring in and pull a ring out. Once every five years, you got to put a little tea in, take a little tea out. Once I think the one in the arm is like once a year. Yeah. Fucking get the arm thing, get it out. Patch once a, once a month. You slap it on a hip, you're done. Please just do that. And I realize I realize it's a lot of pressure on the woman. That's like the big argument against yeah, it. It's like, yeah. oh, dude, we're putting all the birth control on the women and not on the men. Like, no, no, no. Men have their part too. Like, you men, you need to have condoms. You need to yep. know where they are. You need to be ready with them at any moment. Make us a patch. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. The only problem is our bodies don't work that way. Yeah. That's why theirs works and ours don't. Because yeah. ours aren't just created by hormones. Ours are created by because what we what they the way women's birth control works is it releases an artificial hormone which makes the body think an egg has been it's already sent in there. down yeah but it hasn't yeah so men's don't because our bodies are just constantly producing sperm oh, yeah. constantly but men should have access to condoms men should understand like spermicides and have that stuff where they can get at it just in case you never know make a little bag make a little bag put it in your car. And then every six months, swap out swap the shit out. that's in there because it goes yeah. bad. Yeah. And like, there you go. There's a real simple way to always be prepared, like the Boy Scouts. <laughs> and no more accidental babies. Baby and scouts. then we don't need any more abortions, right? And everybody's happy. You get to have all the premarital sex you want. Christians don't get any of these abortions. I guess the only pe- person really losing here is the elite that uses the baby fetuses to try and stay alive, like yeah. Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. So that's why Prince Philip died. Not enough. Ran, not enough babies. Not enough dead babies for them. There's no. There's no boom. Mm-hmm. So he was really counting on that boom. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's my issue. Accidental babies, and that is it for this week's episode. Uh, this has been here's what I don't get. There's a possibility that I won't be here next week. And yeah, we will yeah. have a very special guest, and you and Buck will be filling in for me, and uh-huh. then we'll also have a very special yeah, guest. Yeah, the timing is is it's terrible. Yeah, but uh, uh, see, I'll how, do what I can. See how everything <laughs> works out. Um, but yeah, check that out. Uh, check out who are these podcasts um, from last week. Check out that Larry show from a couple weeks ago. Uh, what else is here? I don't have any other no- I don't have any other notes. Thank you to Mr. Kill Everything and Gray Bush. Yes, for the gifts. For the gifts. Uh, really did enjoy them. Yep. And until next time, I'm Tad Burke. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. We'll catch you guys next week. See ya. Colin here's again hotline. Call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can leave us a voicemail in the Discord under voicemail upload. Doesn't look like we have any of those today, but we do have a, several voicemails here in the voicemail hotline. So here we go. Oh, it's 25 seconds. What's up, fuckers at home? Got a rage or fucking Christ. Don't get for you. Uh, as I get told to get put on the mask one more time by some fucking cunt before I leave this state, I am going to commit a, a mass genocide. I'm to the point where I'm not even joking anymore. I want to fucking slap somebody upside the head. Yeah, Fuck me it. Too. Fuck off! I got asked in Walmart uh, this weekend or last week. Mm-hmm. I was walking through Walmart and this lady's like, oh, sir, have you had your vaccination? And I said, no, and I'm not going to. And then I, and she was like, oh. <gasps>
kind of like I had like I had just shocked yeah, her with a, yeah. a lamp cord. Oh, well, what? <laughs> Couldn't even process it, and I just walked away. Uh, I someone said when someone asks you why, then you have carte blanche to explain it to him, and I said, ah, uh, yeah, that would have been great. I should have waited yeah. for a why. Hello guys, it's Bernadai69 here again. I uh, just wanted to say that is an excellent don't get from Tab about the Flat Earth conspiracy. Oh my God, these cunts make me so fucking angry. It's just their refusal to accept an overwhelming weight of evidence that disproves in so many simple ways. And uh, a lot of the ones that uh, you quite rightly brought up on the show, I hadn't even... Um, thought about, but yeah, just, just, just so much. All I'll say is, I hope these cunts collectively, or probably just one at a time actually, can be sent up into space in a rocket and then just not fucking come back. Just let them look out of the window, <laughs> see the earth flow and go, oh yeah, shit, I was fucking wrong, and then off they fucking go. Right anyway, same. stay curious, guys, thanks. Yeah, they're like, oh, look, there's Venus, also round. <laughs> oh, there goes Mercury, also round. Look at the sun. It's also around and not part of Earth. And then they explode and die. Uh, like I said on last week's episode, who who benefits from thus believing in a flat Earth? Nobody. There's no there's no benefit to lying. Yeah. <laughs> Big globe. Big globe selling, <laughs> out. selling you guys out. Hey, guys. Uh. Got a little anecdote that I thought you might enjoy in this, uh, you know, fresh hell of COVID-19 that we're still living in uh, for a whole year now. Yeah. Still I had fresh, to go though. in and uh, get an MRI done. Um, and as I'm entering the building, you know, there's a lady doing the screenings, doing the COVID screenings, asking everyone about 20 questions where she goes, uh, well, have you had a flu-like symptoms in the last couple of weeks? Uh, have you had a temperature? Uh, have you had trouble breathing? And, you know, that, that whole thing. And when it finally gets to be my turn to answer these questions, I come up and I think I'm being friendly. I'm going to help her out, make her not ask me 20 questions in a row like a robot. I just go, no, 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 no. About 15 times, just get it all over with. We can both be done. And I thought, hey, this would be a nice, fun thing for her. We can both be on our ways, and she doesn't have to be a robot. I don't have to be a robot. We can both act like human beings and not pretend like we don't know what COVID is nope. a year into it. And all she does is give me this nervous little snicker and looks at me like, holy shit, are you trying to get me fired? And you know what she does? Starts asking she questions. goes right in to the 20 questions like a fucking robot, <sighs> asking me exactly the same thing she asked everyone else even though I was right there and I heard it all and I knew the answer to it was no. So here we go. I'm dead inside. She's dead inside. And she says, have you had any flu-like symptoms in the last two weeks? And I muttered no. And then we go through the whole thing with no humor and no humanity and fuck. Oh, also, on a lighter note, I'm really uh, happy you guys had Carl from Who Are These Podcasts on your show. Uh, I heard about the whole See You Next Tuesday network from Who Are These Podcasts years ago, and it's, it's really great to see that like whole come around whole full circle. That's cool. So uh, thanks, guys. Uh, you know, stay angry. 
it's just it's bullshit. Bye. The those human robots and they ask you questions yeah. like that and you have to answer them. Uh, I just just fuck with them, you know. Have you had any flex since the last two weeks? Let me think. Describe. <sighs> wait, wait, what's wait? What's today? <laughs> today's the uh, today's the twelfth. So two weeks ago would have been March twenty eighth. Have I had any flu like symptoms since March twenty eighth? Let me think. Last time I had flu like symptoms was February of two thousand twenty. So that was a year and a month and a half ago. So I'm gonna go no. What's the next question? Have you traveled out of state in ten days? I've traveled out Let's of see, state yesterday. in ten days. So yesterday was Monday, the twelfth. So really? What do they do? March second. Did I travel anywhere since April second? April second. Yeah, I sat at home because I lost my job. Then on Tuesday, I sat at home because I lost my job. Then on Wednesday, I sat at home because I lost my job. <laughs> you know, I have to go on a limb and say, no, I have not traveled out of state in, in 10 days. Next question, please. <laughs> Do you have a fever? Do I have a fever? Like a disco fever? <laughs> as long as you're wasting my time, I'm going to waste yours back. And all these people behind me who will just like, man, no. No, no, no. The answer is no to all your questions, you dumb bitch. Just fucking take it. Let's move on. Uh, all right. One last one here. It's a shorty. Here's what I don't get. Why is it that in my mind's eye, Tab looks just like the character Bubbles from Trailer Park Boys, <laughs> and Tim looks just like John Lovett? I can't get out of my head <laughs> the image of you guys doing the podcast in the bodies of, you know, John Lovitz and the Bubbles guy. Uh, so, anyway, call me back. Uh, well, if you join the Patreon, you can watch the video. <laughs> and uh, you can decide whether or not these glasses make me look like the guy Bubbles, what I happen to have right here. Tab's going crazy. No, I and look I'm like... I'm reaping all the benefits. <laughs> <laughs> Tim looks like Chum Lee. That's what... That's yeah, what yeah, I, I, did, I did get that once, yeah. And uh, I look like Chris O'Dowd, but a fat Chris O'Dowd. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who else? Who would you say? Who else? Uh, you can't... Well, there's the point so, of reference is... Someone told me I look like Tim Robbins once, and I was like, <laughs> was weird, no, weird. not even close. Uh, uh, of course, Rich Evans. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do kind of look like a skinny Rich Evans. Yeah. Um, that one, like the third or fourth, not really a celebrity, but like the third or fourth most earning contestant on Jeopardy. One of the, it's, it's a guy who kind of looks like you. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty funny. Maybe it was me in the secret uh. name. I look like a taller, skinnier Ethan Ralph. Oh, that was the other one. It's Ethan yeah. Ralph, of course. Of course. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Uh, you want to do a bonus episode? Yeah, let's do it. Well, we're going to leave the video on for all the video watchers. Uh, but we'll take a break. For everybody listening at home, this has been Here's When I'll Get the Full Episode. Uh, thank you, everybody, for supporting the show. Visit patreon.com forward slash HWIDG if you want to watch the video. Join us in the Discord. Uh, we're doing movie nights now and again. Might do uh, Tim and I have been talking about doing Wishmaster, hosting a oh, Wishmaster, yeah. Wishmaster night. Two. Wishmaster Two night. Yeah. 
Uh, we need to figure out what, what time we want to do that. And, uh, yeah, thank you, everybody. I'll see you next time.